Hey everybody, welcome to Kern Talks Monday edition, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast where we revisit the message from the previous day. I'm Chris DeCue, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Pastor Donna Hester's message, Water, from September 27th. Today's scripture reading is from Exodus 17, verse 1 through 7. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and the water will come out for all of the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel and he called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is this the Lord among us or not? This is the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue in the wilderness today. We continue looking at the ways in which the Israelites wander the ways in which they come before Moses, they complain to Moses, they argue and quarrel, and the ways in which they argue and quarrel with God as well. It's seven short verses. But those seven verses have five questions. And the five questions all center around the way in which God cares for the Israelites. Here they are in the wilderness. Here they are finding themselves thirsty, fearful that they and their children and their animals will all die of thirst. And so they ask the questions. They ask the questions and in the same way, Moses asks questions of them and of God as well. The questions we hear coming from Moses Or why are you arguing with me? Why are you testing the Lord? 
and to the Israelites as they complain. Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? And Moses asks again, what should I do with this people? And then this section of Exodus ends with the biggest question of all. Is the Lord really with us or not? Can we trust God? Difficult questions. Difficult questions that we would like to say have never crossed our lips. But really? Is that really the truth? Don't we have our own questions? Don't we at one time or another ask that final question? Is the Lord with us or not? A big question. A question in which we know for the Israelites, they were trying to figure out, do we, can we trust God? A question that we wonder sometimes too. Can we trust God? Should I trust God at this moment? Is God really with me or with us or not? The big questions. The big questions for the Israelites and the big questions for us. But let's step back for a moment. How did the Israelites find themselves at this place in their journey? They stepped out of the sea. And when they stepped out of the sea, they stepped into the wilderness. We know they've already complained about food. And God provided. God provided meat and quail in the evening and manna bread in the morning. God took care of them. But as they continued wandering in the Sinai, water was difficult to find. And they were thirsty. And they were concerned about dying of thirst. And Moses is concerned about his own life at this point. The Israelites aren't just complaining. They're complaining enough to make him fear that they will stone him. They will kill him. And so Moses speaks to God. And God tells Moses, 
what to do. God tells Moses to go ahead of the people. Take some leaders of Israel with him and take his staff. The staff that goes way back to the moments when Moses was a shepherd for his father-in-law. And when he gets to Horeb, when he gets to Horeb there will be a rock. And when he strikes that rock with the staff, water will gush, a fountain of water. Plenty of water for everyone to drink. Plenty of water to make them forget their fear that they're going to die of thirst. Remember Horeb? Remember when Moses was with the flocks of his father-in-law? And as he was at Horeb, the mountain of God, there was a bush, a bush that caught his attention, a bush that was burning, and burning but not being consumed by the flames. And remember how that bush and that moment with it burning When it caught Moses' attention, he wandered towards it. Was told to take off his shoes, for he was on holy ground. He was meeting the Lord at that moment. And as that encounter ended, after God called Moses to return to Egypt, And to be the one to bring the Israelites out of slavery. God also said to Moses, you'll return here one day. When you bring the Israelites out, you will return to this place to worship the God of their fathers. The God of Abraham the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And that's where we find ourselves today. We're back at the mountain of God. We're back at Horeb. We're at a place where Moses remembers an encounter that was very intriguing. We're also at a place where Moses remembers what happened in that encounter, and how that got him into the situation he's in at the moment. But as they come to Horeb, he comes with all of the help that God has provided him so far. He comes with his staff. A staff that, as he went before Pharaoh, turned into a snake, turned the water of the Nile into blood, 
parted the sea so the Egyptians could cross and then returned the waters together. Moses comes with all of the ways in which God has already provided for him. All the ways in which God's promises have already been kept. And so as they approach the rock, it's not just that the rock is there, but the Lord is there on it. Just as the Lord was in the bush, the Lord is in the rock, on the rock. And the Lord is present, ready to care for Moses and for the Israelites. And so Moses strikes. The water gushes. And whether they believe it or not, the leaders of Israel realize that God is with them. Just as God provided meat when they remembered those pots in Egypt and were hungry in the wilderness, now as they remember all the water in Egypt and they're thirsty, God provides again. God provides. They've asked the question, is the Lord really with us or not? Yes. Nobody really answers the question, but the answer is all around them. Just as it was in the quail and the manna, the answer is in the water. Yes, God is with you. Moses named the place Massa and Meribah for testing and quarreling. The ways in which the Israelites came before God. Have you ever lived in Massa and Meribah? Have you ever tested and quarreled with the Lord your God? I'd like to say no. I'd be wrong if I said that. Because just like the Israelites, humanity since then, has had difficulty, difficulty understanding, difficulty trusting that the Lord is really with us. One of the hardest, most difficult commands in the Bible is the call we have to trust in God. It's difficult. It's hard because the world teaches us that our survival depends 
upon distrust and skepticism. Our world teaches us to use care and caution, to care for ourselves, to take matters in our own hands, to trust God, to put it all in God's hands to care for us is difficult. And just like the Israelites, we have the difficulties as well. We ask the questions. We ask the questions over and over. Is the Lord really with us or not? When life is hard. When the troubles come at us one after another. When the answers we don't want to hear come around, we ask the question, is the Lord really with us or not? We hear the words. We hear throughout the Bible to trust in God and of God's presence. We hear during Advent, Emmanuel, God is with us. We celebrate that throughout the season of Advent and Christmas. But it almost seems to be just the words of the season. We move on. We're testing. We're scared. And the words God is with us fade. And we hear the words and we question with the words, is the Lord really with us or not? Yes, God is with us. It may be hard for us to see the answer. It may be hard for us to recognize the presence of God around us. But God is with us. Just as God sustained and provided for the Israelites with quail and manna and water, God is with us. And God sustains and provides for us whatever it is that we need. God is with us. As hard as it is, I would encourage you to put the questions aside and know just as God has told Joseph and others throughout the Bible. I am present and I am with you. And we know the words they will name him Emmanuel. God with us.
let us celebrate today. Knowing that God cares, God provides, and God is with us. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are so glad that you are indeed with us. We pray that you will show us your presence. We pray that you will provide and sustain all of our needs. And as hard as it is, God, give us the ability to look for you, but more importantly, to trust in you and to know that you are with us. Amen. Receive now this blessing. May the God who is always near bless and keep you on your journey. Glory, honor, and praise be to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, now and always. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.